Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. If you would like a candle or a Bible, I invite you to pause this recording and go and get those and then return. Our readings this morning are from Amazing Grace by Kathleen Norris and the first letter of Peter, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Our preacher this morning is Pastor Gaines, and his sermon title is God's Own People. Speaking of Jeff, May 31st, Pentecost Sunday, is his last Sunday as our pastor. We had hoped that we could all be together in person on that day, but this isn't possible with our sheltering in place. We will be having a Zoom social hour that morning that we invite you to attend, and during that time we will also have a brief congregational meeting. And the reason for this meeting is that in the Presbyterian Church, the congregation calls its pastors by a vote of the congregation, and likewise when the pastoral relationship comes to an end, as in the case of Jeff retiring from active ministry, the congregation must vote again to end or dissolve this relationship. This is important in both allowing Jeff to receive his pension and for us to move forward as a parish community. Our plan is for Jeff to return for a final liturgy on July 26th with a celebration following that afternoon to remember our 30 years of ministry together. For our complete announcements, we invite you to click the hyperlink in the email. One more that I will highlight is that we are offering a post-Easter contemplative retreat via Zoom on Saturday, May 23rd from 10 to 11.30 a.m. And that'll be co-facilitated by Pastor Gaines and myself, along with Jonathan Maresca. To sign up, email Pastor Gaines. Now, in preparation to worship, you are invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God. God has summoned us in love. Made in God's own image. Our unity is not found in our conformity. Rather, it is celebrated in our diversity. We bring gifts that differ. Being church together. One in faith and love and praise. So we worship this God who made us. Alleluia. Amen. Amen.
adoration and wholeness. Let us pray. You've called us, O God, to choose life. We ask forgiveness when we've chosen the opposite. Out of love, you created us to love one another. We confess that loving is sometimes difficult. You invite us to see in others the very image of your divine imprint. When we do, we give you thanks. When we don't, we ask forgiveness. Give us discerning eyes and listening hearts as we live this gift of life. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Hear these words of forgiveness. By the love of God, we are set free for life. By the love of God, we find the capacity to love as we are loved. By the love of God, we understand that nothing is unclean which God has called clean. By the love of God, we are set free to love. Yes, yes so, so be, be it. it. Amen. Amen. A reading from Amazing Grace by Kathleen Norris. Peter denied Jesus, and Saul persecuted the early Christians, but God could see the apostles they would become. God does not punish Jacob as he lies sleeping because he can see in him Israel, the foundation of a people. God loves to look at us and loves it when we will look back at God. Even when we try to run away from our troubles, as Jacob did, God will find us and bless us, even when we feel most alone, unsure if we'll survive the night. God will find a way to let us know that God is with us in this place, wherever we are, however far we think we've run. And maybe that's one reason we worship, to respond to grace. We praise God not to celebrate our own faith, but to give thanks for the faith God has in us. To let ourselves look at God and let God look back at us. And to laugh and sing and be delighted because God has called us 
God's own. Here ends the first reading. Our second reading is from the first letter of Peter, the second chapter beginning with verse 9. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. In mystery and in silence, you surround us, O God. Send Holy Spirit upon both the reading and hearing of these words, so that our minds might be open to hear a word for us this day. In the power of light, and in the name of the Christ we pray. Amen. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of the one who called you out of the darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's own people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
Do you have a book that over the years you keep going back to time and time again to access its wisdom? Is there a phrase, a paragraph, a line, or a phrase that spoke to you the very first time you read it? The Genesee Diary by Henry Nouwen is such a book for me, and a paragraph contained therein. I first discovered this book while on retreat in August 1978 with a Jesuit community outside of Annapolis, Maryland, and it has been a companion ever since. The paragraph that seized my attention, that challenged my understanding and captivated my imagination, is this one that many of you have heard me recite before. I am the glory of God. Make that thought the center of your meditation so it slowly becomes not only a thought but a living reality. You are the place where God chose to dwell. You are the topus tu theu, God's place. And the spiritual life is nothing more or nothing less than to allow that space to exist where God can dwell. In your prayer, you can ask yourself, where is the glory of God? If the glory of God is not there where I am, where else can it be? This last sentence, this question, has worked its way into my heart these past four decades. You are the glory of God. I am the glory of God. We are the glory of God. But what does this mean? As I reflect on this, one thing it means to me is that God loves us for who we are, not for what we do. God sees who we are at our core, at the very essence of our being. And here God speaks those words spoken at the beginning of creation, after each creative act. You are good. This is good. Very, very good. From the first letter of Peter, written to encourage Christians in the northern part of Asia Minor, who were undergoing persecution, we heard, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of the one who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's own people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We are God's own people, a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Have you ever considered yourself a priest? I'm thinking probably not. And yet the word priest in Latin, which is pontifex, means bridge builder. You see, we are called by God to build bridges, enabling others to cross the threshold into God's embrace. The pinch is, how do we do this? And do we do this? I'm reminded by Marianne Williamson's words that our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light 
not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We were born to manifest the glory of God within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. The glory of God is in you, in me, in us. And the truth of these words then enable us to encourage others to claim the God-life glory in them. Such is the task of one who builds bridges. Linking sides that otherwise had been separated, working for reconciliation where there is discord or misunderstanding, mending relationships that have been torn or damaged, listening to opinions and beliefs of those with whom we disagree, basically finding a third way to the holy. For in the realm of God, there is always a third path instead of an either-or. Now, you may be thinking, this is fine for others, but not for me, because I am not, and you can fill in the blank, or because I cannot, or because I will not, or because I'm simply too afraid. As Kathleen Norris reminds us, Peter denied Jesus and Saul persecuted the early Christians, but God could see the apostles they would become. God does not punish Jacob as he lies sleeping because God can see in him Israel, the foundation of a people. God loves to look at us and loves it when we look back at God. Even when we try to run away from our troubles as Jacob did, God will find us and bless us. Even when we feel most alone, unsure if we'll survive the night, God will find a way to let us know that God is in that place with us, that we are not alone. And maybe this is one reason we worship, to respond to grace. We praise God not to celebrate our own faith, but to give thanks for the faith that God has in us, to let ourselves look at God and to let God look back, and to laugh and sing and be delighted because God has called us God's own. You see, we are God's own people, called, chosen, loved, and there is nothing you and I can do about it. Oh yes, we can ignore God's love. We can turn our back on this love. We can delude ourselves it doesn't exist, but that doesn't remove us from the heart of God's embrace. Where is the glory of God? If the glory of God is not there where I am, where you are, where else can it be? Richard Rohr writes of a story. I was in an underground train 
a crowded train in which all sorts of people jostled together, sitting and strap-hanging workers of every description going home at the end of the day. Quite suddenly, I saw in my mind, but as vividly as a wonderful picture, Christ in them all. But I saw more than that. Not only was Christ in every one of them, living in them, dying in them, rejoicing in them, sorrowing in them, but because he was in them, and because they were here, the whole world was here too. All those people who have lived in the past, and all those yet to come. I came out into the street and walked for a long time in the crowds. It was the same here, on every side, in every passerby, everywhere, Christ. And friends, this is it. Seeing God, the Christ, in all, in everyone. This is how we take on the task of building bridges, of embracing difference, of ushering in the sovereignty of God. And we are given the power and the strength to do just this because of the faith that God has in us. God has faith in you. Wrap your heart around this truth. God has faith in you, inviting and wooing you then to have faith in God. So my friends, let yourself look at each person you encounter this day and in these coming days and see in them the very God of life, the Christ of God, looking back at you. And so then laugh and sing and be delighted because God has called you God's own. So be it. Amen. smile
Holy One, for your presence with us always, we give you thanks. We come before you this day as children, your children, opening our hearts to you and in need. We come seeking peace, peace for the world that seems to walk with death as a constant companion these days, peace as a balm for so much suffering and in the face of so much turmoil, peace even as we are reminded of the fragility of life. May we be just as keenly aware of beauty all around us. May we be alert to your presence as we wait to be able to be together again, to touch one another again, to gather as one body again. May we hold within our hearts your hope your light, and your love, that we may be so grounded in you that we would be bold enough to speak the words that the Christ spoke to those he loved, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Feed on.
As we go forth this week, our charge is to reflect on the words that we are the glory of God. And if the glory of God is not there where you are, where I am, where else could it be? of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. The eye with which I see God is the same eye with which God sees me. The eye with which I see God is the same eye with which God sees me. Same.